everyone, and welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take a K-drama, we watch it two episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yeah, this week we watched a new show. We started a new show, the first two episodes of the K-drama 39 on Netflix. Woo! It's been good. It was really hard. I watched the two episodes two days ago. And then it was really hard not to turn it back on last night. It's just, I kind of wish I spoke Korean and I could just have it as a background show. But I just love it. Yeah, it feels like a, it would be a really good background show because it is very, very mellow. It is just so slice of life chill. Uh, even the dramatic, I mean, the dramatic parts get pretty dramatic, but rightly so, which we can get into um, and even then, they, yeah, they don't feel blown out of proportion, really. And everything's especially coming off of, so the last thing we watched, if you're listening to stuff out of order, was Little Women, which was intense constantly. <sighs> and uh, this is the opposite, where it's just these three women being best friends and drinking together and talking about what's going on with them. It's so cute. Okay, I, I think the answer is no. But my favorite Korean movie of all time is called Sunny. And you've... Have you watched it yet? Okay, mm -mm. we need to... Every time I come home, I'm like, we're gonna watch it this time. And then it's like Christmas Day, and we're like, why would we sit... <laughs> no, we're not gonna do that. <laughs> it's very, very similar to this show. It's kind of the same storyline except the women didn't stay friends they were friends when they were younger and then they find out one is dying so they're like we gotta get the band back together for a last hurrah and it's so good i love it so much it rips me to shreds every time it's yeah it's very similar to this show which i did not know uh i didn't know that either i didn't know that that was the premise of sunny i I'm still very excited to watch it, but the opening scenes of 39, when it starts talking about the, you know, um, all of the things they've been through and, and what they didn't expect, and then it gets to the part where they talk about not expecting needing to, that it, at 39, they'd have to bury one of their friends, that... As soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, so this is going to be a sad one. This one's going to yeah. mess me up. <laughs> okay. All right. And then I thought maybe that had emotionally prepared me. It kind of reminds me of, and this doesn't feel like a spoiler, but I guess we can bleep it out if it is, of Unforgettably Fond, or Uncontrollably Fond, mm -hmm. um, where it's the first, like, five minutes that you find out that he has a brain tumor, so that's why it doesn't feel like it's spoilery, yeah. where you think, okay, so I know, so I understand that the... This is what his prognosis is, you know, this is what he has been told. We've been told it. It's we're five minutes in. We've been told there's no cure. We've <laughs> we know at the top of 39 that they are at a funeral. There is whatever happens. We're not getting a good twist on this. You know, we're not getting a good we'll make it. Everything's going to be okay. We can still pull this back. It isn't a fantasy drama. It's not about them going into the afterlife and finding their friend, you know? Yeah. I thought I was emotionally prepared. And even by the end of episode two, uh, this thing happened where, without even trying, where I thought I was emotionally prepared, I started getting a little bit sad. 
And then I got empathy sad, where if I found out that one of my best friends was because she's losing it. And I was like, oh, that is so sad. And then I had the thought of, I would lose it. I would lose it if I was the one to find out that one of my friends was dying. And just the person that, you know, you've always had. And it just, uh, I just, I did, I fully started crying on the couch. I was just sitting in my living room crying because I had this thought of just, I would be so, I'd be angry. I would be, I wouldn't be able to compute it. And I, you know, I've lost a friend, but I just, even then it's like, ah, man, it just like tore me up. And so I can't wait for this drama to just ruin my life for the next Mm -hmm. 12, 12 episodes. (laughs) I couldn't get there. Even while you were talking, I was kind of like, don't connect with anything Raquel says right now. (laughs) I can't do it. Disconnect. It's too scary. <laughs> Disconnect. And that's what I did the show, which I think I started to tear up. I started to get a lump in my throat and I was like, no, disconnect. It's just TV. So I've been safe so far. But it was pretty surprising that they finished episode two with the reveal of who it was and the reaction of one of the friends I thought this would be a lot slower paced and it would be a lot more of a mystery and a big reveal. I'm glad they did it early, but I was surprised. Yeah, I think that I'm also glad they did it early because it did make me feel maybe a little bit more emotionally prepared versus if we had the distance from the time we found out to, you know, when we found out that might have hit a little bit harder but um yeah i i expect it to be a little bit more of a mystery and i expected i don't know i guess i don't know what exactly i expected from it maybe that we find out after mijo has already left or something cuz right cuz the first two episodes are all about her getting ready to leave and all of a sudden it feels like they I'm I'm curious to know where they take it now, where instead of her year off, maybe her year is spent with her best friend. I hope that that's what it is, that, you know, yeah. she was going to go and everyone's saying, just spend it here, just spend it here. And she says, no, I can't. I'm going. No, I can't. I'm going. I'm going to go. Stop trying to convince me not to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go to Palm Springs. Why Florida with all of these people? Anyway. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then now I feel like that is when it will pivot and it can be more, it's like her sabbatical is her focusing in on her friendship with a friend. I, I think that's what I want from it. And I hope that's the direction they take it, but I'm open because they've done such a good job setting it up. Yeah. I'm surprised at how much romance is in this show where I think, like you said, our focus was more on the friendship and the three women and the sabbatical and what's this next year going to look like, especially with this big news. And I've been surprised pleasantly because I always like a romance, but I've been surprised at how the show seems to be much more focused or at least equally focused on the friendship and the romances, which like hindsight is twenty twenty, but does feel like that was the biggest clue as to which one was going to die to be like, 
two have a blossoming romance that's just barely getting started, and one has the worst romance you've ever seen, and you just want it to end, and maybe it'll end, but her and her stupid emotionally manipulative boyfriend just keep getting back together and you're like oh i mean it makes sense that that one's gonna die because we don't want to watch her keep doing this with him if the show's gonna be a romance two of them i'm fully invested in where their romances are going one of them is a nightmare and i'm pulling my hair out watching so yeah of course they're gonna kill her off it sucks (laughs) but the the signs were there. It makes me so much more mad in its own Like, all of them, it would have been awful. But there is a part of me where I said, oh, okay, you're going in for the kill. Oh, bad choice of words. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, you're going in for the... F- just to really hit my feels right, because she's the one that... And it's their terminology that, that they've used a couple times, that she wasted her 30s, on Mm -hmm. caring about this man that was never going to give back what she was giving. Mm -hmm. Had no intention of it. And even if there was a part of him that desired it, it's one of those things where if you want it, you're going to make this happen. But right now you're just hurting everyone where you get everything you want from everyone around you. You've got your marriage. You have your marriage with your son. Like, that you your marriage where you both have this kid and that's maybe not like happy, but you have it and you get to have your cake and eat it too. Because obviously you have this woman who's been devoted to you since her twenties and you're fine with that. And I, so I guess what I'm trying to say is we up to this point, maybe they'll turn it around. I don't know if they can for me. We fucking hate him, right? Yeah. hundred <laughs> <Okay>. percent. Yeah. <laughs> Jinsok is the worst, which sucks because, yeah, he's such a dynamic character. He's very three-dimensional. I think they did a good job of being like, he's not a total monster because otherwise then you would start to hate Chan Young for loving him mm-hmm. and you would start to hate Mijo for like being friends with him at any point ever. But they did a good job of being like, he's actually like a pretty cool dude. You can see why people like him. It's just in this one area that he is an absolute coward and a monster and an awful, awful person. And that's just so conflicting. And I like it. I think they did a good job with it. But God, he's just the worst. Yeah. Yep. Where he just gets to, yep, do whatever he wants to her and her emotions. And even when she tries to exit for her own well-being, he just keeps showing up. Mm-hmm. You just make sure that she can't. Ugh, the worst. The worst! But not even for sex. Not even the classic reason of, like, he's just using her for her body. It's, like, purely emotional. Get out yeah. of here. I'm just using you for your emotional attachment to me. That is narcissism for real, though. <laughs> That's really bad. Kill him. Kill him <laughs> instead of her. Why can't, yeah, and so it, that's why it's devastating though, right? Cause she just mm-hmm. wasted every ounce of love that she could have been giving to someone that could return it, if that's what she wanted, or she could have been giving it to herself, or whatever the case may be. She did not have to be so hyper focused on this 
empty sack of a human being. (laughs) We, like, establish that he's actually okay in some respects, and then I'm like, no, absolutely not. No, Um, it's valid, yeah. Yeah, he's just, he just sucks so bad, and she just took all of the love that she could have given to, you know, her other relationships, including with her friends and family, or looked for something if it's what she wanted, an actual romantic partnership with someone who could give it to her, and wasted it, and he keeps coming, he doesn't want her to exit it, and yeah. I, he, I, it's just so frustrating. Not only is he too cowardly to not end it, to let it keep going, but then he has the gall to show up after she ends it and say, we have to eat. You have to eat, so, like, let's just go eat together. It's like, get out of here. Let her eat with her friends. And let her get some sleep. Yeah. Ah. What was the fun thing you wanted to tell me? The restaurant owner? Okay, yes. I immediately recognized him in the most exciting possible way. And I don't expect you to have recognized him, but on the off chance. Do you know who it is? It's okay if you don't. We we can just head straight into the big reveal. Um, (laughs) Okay, let's do that. Do you remember the very first K-drama we watched together? Uh, I know you watched one before, but we watched... It, as our first K-drama together and our first K-drama for the podcast, it was W, Two Worlds Apart or whatever. Uh, yes. I always just call it W. And there was a character who I consider my first K-drama love, because he was the bodyguard of the main character, the, ma- the male lead, and I thought he was so cute. I just thought, and I had never seen a K-drama before, and I had not been exposed to the full world of they're all beautiful, you know. Um, every single one of them is gorgeous. <laughs> uh, and so I have always thought of him so fondly because he was the first person I thought, oh, he's so beautiful. I love him. And the bodyguard is the restaurant owner. No. Oh my god. That's so cute. <laughs> He's here. He ba- he made it back. He made it back. He made it to the real world. He's a real boy. <laughs> oh, I didn't recognize him at all. That's so sweet. Well, we I mean, he was my favorite either way out of the three love interests. Not a hard competition with Jin Sok, but the last guy. We can we can circle back to him. Yeah. But that's very... Yeah, I think we know the least about the restaurant owner. And he's probably the cutest, so like... Mm, that's so, so much sweet. potential there. Your so much potential. drama crush. <laughs> he's back. Oh, I know, I was so excited when I saw him. And I, it's... I feel like I saw him... I don't know if it was in a trailer or... No, it was at the like very first funeral scene. It shows oh. his face, and f- he looks just enough like that other male lead um, that is interested in Mijo that I, um, he looks just enough alike that I was like, no, I, I recognized him, that that was the bodyguard, but I think I got it wrong because this guy definitely isn't, and I kind of thought they might be the same person. Um, That's fair. But, they like, they don't look exactly alike, but there's just a couple of, like, they have maybe, like, the same 
nose proportion, like a very similar nose. And um, I don't know, there were just a couple of features where I was like, ah, no, I guess, I guess it's not him because this guy definitely wasn't the bodyguard. And then he comes back up, he's the restaurant owner and he's the third male lead. And I was like, it is, it's him. It's him. Look at him. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you're so good at who's that face because I'm so bad at it. (laughs) I needed this remember anything useful like where i put my keys but give me a face i know who it is <laughs> it was from what five years ago five years ago we watched w and you're like oh the bodyguard he's back I'm like i don't know who this man is but i'm team him so at least we're both on the same page at the end of the day <laughs> we're still the same we're still the same at least i recognize sonia jin and jomi do the yeah. two of the three female leads I recognized. So I had that. I had that at least. Yeah. Yeah. The, those two we've definitely seen before. The third female lead and all of the other male leads we've I've never seen before. If we're playing Who's That Face, I can't face who that is. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we play it, folks. That's how we phrase words. So. <laughs> Oh, yeah, same. I I don't know her, but I love her. We'll start with the third female lead, because I feel like we were promised an equal friendship, but we kind of do have two female leads and then the third female lead. Am I right? Yeah, so far. Like, they call her, and she is also like, hey, why didn't you guys let me know you're hanging out? And I thought the same thing. I was like, I would want to be invited if you're just having a little drinking and rapping session. Um, Yeah, it's it's fine. I'm sure their friendship is great. But I think there are two, the other two female leads have so much more like tension between them. They're able to have conflict and that allows them to be closer. Yeah. It's It kind of opens it up both ways, where it's like, ah, yes, the conflict exists, but the conflict is there because they care. Yeah. Whereas the third one's like, I like peace and harmony between the group, okay? And they're like, and we you respect guys. that. Yeah. yeah. We, we like you too. So listen, this is why I, this is why I don't think you should date him, because I love you so much. <laughs> She's like, do you want me to? to stay or like it's fine we're vibing we're vibing we're all three vibing (laughs) we love each other equally so much (laughs) (laughs) give her a bigger part okay please make this more equal (laughs) we all don't want to be the third friend okay so this is just bringing out (laughs) some fears that i don't want to deal with oh it's that like the female friend group fears are real, real. <laughs> real, real. Because never... they're latent, right? They're not... Yeah. It's Because they're not true, but they're real, if that makes sense. Where mm-hmm. it's not true that they love her less than they love each other. Yeah. But it feels real. <laughs> it feels like that's true. Looking at the screen, watching the interactions, and that sucks. That sucks. Mm-hmm. And so one of them had to die. <laughs> oh, life is not fair. <laughs> oh, this we laugh not- because it's sad. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't what we wanted, okay? You don't have to kill them. Just give her a romance <laughs> that she can, like... I feel like... Okay, 
we'll just dig into this mean part for just a moment. I feel like they really enjoy when she's got gossip. And they're super, like, we are your best friends in the world the second that she's like, was this guy flirting with me or no? They're like, we want to know everything about you and hang out with you all the time. And I'm like, <laughs> I I get it. I get it. That's fair. That's valid. It it's feels exciting. Mean. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's mean. But gossip is engaging. But it's not so, appropriate. But... <laughs> It just feels like you could also show that you're friends for other reasons. But I totally understand why you're like, we mostly want to engage with this part of you, okay? <laughs> and I guess same. I guess yeah. what I'm saying is same. And same. I don't feel good about it, but same. Sh- show me more of her in the chef. Yeah. I do I do want to know more about, was he flirting with her? Because I actually don't necessarily think he was. But I think he's he's intrigued by her. And there's a fine line. Like, that's going to be flirting soon. And I'm I'm here for it. And I want to see that develop. Because that's his sister, right? Oh, yeah. Almost certainly. That has yeah. got to be his sister. Or maybe a f- one of those friends, you know, that always has to come in and be tension. But it, there's nothing there. But we're going to have a problem. So it's like his sister or like his friend or whatever. Uh, maybe even his ex-girlfriend, where they're like, hey, yeah, we're still chill, which... It's mm. hard. (laughs) I can see that for, like, 20-year-olds. It's hard to imagine a 39-year-old being like, that's totally fine with me. I see that. Which I know, it's just, it's a more mature way to act. To say, Mm -hmm. your relationships with your exes are your business, but it's hard on the homegirls coming in being like, I'll help you with your new restaurant. I'll still call you Opa. I will hang around it's all the time. Gotta be a sister. Maybe his sister yeah. is roommates with... Uh, the other sister? Yeah. The piano Home- sister? The piano sister. The uh, Sianyu's sister. Yeah. That'd be cute. That'd be a cute little tie-in. It seems like everybody else has a little tie-in. Yeah, like, everyone is friends with each other, like, Sianyu is friends with Jinsuk, and friends with the restaurant owner, and so they're all tied together, and then all the women are friends, and so, why not? Why not? Why not make the two little sisters roommates? I think that'd be cute. I, okay, really quick before we get off of this, I thought the piano sister was stunningly beautiful. Oh, like, that is a beautiful young person. So pretty. Unbelievably pretty. pretty. I'm excited for more of her storyline. Yeah. Uh, It's so far kind of a... It's it's a very complicated storyline. It's really sad. I love that they brought... Because it almost seems wild and teenager-ish to have it described as she doesn't want to be a part of our... She was adopted into our family, and after our mom died, she doesn't want to be a part of our family anymore. Which that is kind of wild, but if, you know, an older kid is adopted, and I thought that uh, Micho's perspective on this was really good of, you know, that's your family, and you do love them, but it would be really, really hard. You'd feel very lost losing one of them, because the ties came later in life for you. Or, I don't know, she she described it better, but... 
I thought that that yeah. was very, it's very interesting having her perspective also as an adopted child. Well, she's an adult, but you know, as a child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a really clever K-drama thing to do. A, a clever storyline to be like, this guy who came to Korea to find his adopted sister and convince her that she still has a place in their family and that he loves her very much, but without being creepy, or as he puts it, don't be gross, he meets a woman and starts to fall in love with her who can really understand what that girl is going through. And that's like, that's perfect K-drama writing right there. Perfection. Perfection. Yeah, I almost thought that there would be some kind of weird storyline, and I'm glad it didn't go in this direction, but when uh, she first said that she was no longer in their family, I wondered if the dad had given her up for adoption or something. That's what I thought! Like, he, the son, Seon Yu, was already an adult, but maybe the daughter got put up for adoption or whatever, which would be- I guess I didn't think adoption. I thought, like, I don't know how old she is. I thought maybe she was 18, and the dad was like- I'm taking you off the family register if you go back to Korea. Like, I will undo your adoption. So you will just be an orphan again. But you don't have to go back to an orphanage because you're an adult. Yeah. Man, I hope not. That's terrible. Yeah. (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) I didn't get that vibe later. Like you said, that was just the first time that she said, I'm not in your family anymore. I thought it was like, because your, your dad told me to leave. But it kind of felt like later he was like, no, she left. She just ran away and was like, don't call me. I'm not part of your family anymore. And the dad and son were like, you are, though. But also in a way, like, we paid for you. He's like, oh, no. (laughs) Oh. Oh. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. No, but that's not the big brother way to go. My guy, that is the worst (laughs) thing you could have said. (laughs) I don't, yeah, I don't think that was him. That was me joking, no. guys. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> that, that didn't happen in the show. It was just the funniest <laughs> shit I've ever heard. <laughs> but it's dark, though. It's too dark. <laughs> oh, this cute big brother just wants his sister back. I love it. I, yeah. This show is really good writing. I laughed out loud the first time that Juhi, the third friend, went to the restaurant and, like, peeked in the window, and she was being so awkward, and the guy was like, um, should I help her? I don't know. And he starts going over, and she's like, what the hell? Why is he approaching me? Like, that (laughs) was so funny. And then when the brother and sister are in the car together, and he's dropping her off, and she's just like, thanks for dinner, bro. And he's like, don't be disgusting. (laughs) We're not like that. I was like, that is such a brother thing to say. That is. Like, you try and thank them, and they're immediately like, get out of here. Get out of my get car. Get out. Get out of my car. <laughs> but thanks for having dinner with me. It's like, <laughs> only I'm allowed to say it. Only I'm allowed to say it. It's not gross if I say it, because I don't have feelings about it, okay? That's so funny. I've been pleasantly surprised at how sweet and funny and romantic and real this show is. Yes, I was very, very impressed with the main storyline of, um, I, I did think it was very funny for her to ask for one of the peonies she got for him. And then immediately sobers up in the morning and is like, 
No. No, <laughs> that is not how you give people things. <laughs> oh, that was so good. So good. And um I was I'm also very impressed with how straightforward their relationship has been at so many points with there still being, you know, some stuff up in the air. I think they've done a very good job of capturing the nuance of you can have such a direct conversation where, you know, he says, do you want to come back and look at the peonies at my house? (laughs) And she goes, you're asking me to sleep with you, right? And he's (laughs) like, yeah, I would like that a lot. (laughs) And there's still so much nuance to their relationship after that. Like, they can be so direct about that, and so much can still be up in the air about what they're actually doing, and I love it. Yeah, because every time you think things are going to start to get awkward, they do such an about shift, and not in a jarring way, but in a very natural way that I think works really well for their relationship. Like, especially after their first meeting where she is the director and he's the the new dermatologist, where she's like, okay, if we're doing this, we got to keep it professional. We'll pretend we never slept together. We've never even met. We're just, we're keeping it by the book. And it's kind of crushing in a way. But then he's like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to pretend it didn't happen. And she's like, that's fine. As long as you're not, like, creepy about it in the workplace, that's okay. And then the next day at work, they're so cute together. It's very natural and normal. She's no longer this very stiff director that she tried to pretend to be the night before or whatever. Whenever the timeline is, I don't know. And I loved that. I love that the show has a very natural way of making them be normal around each other, even after all these very, very different interactions that they have. Yes, yeah, they have maybe an awkward conversation that gives them the ability to have more, right? Because that would be a hard conversation to have, the very direct, I need you to not talk about this at work. But then when that's agreed upon, she's like, okay, then we can be normal about this then. If if we can be normal, I can be normal. That's totally fine. It's just not knowing that makes it hard but also it's hard to bring it up. Mm-hmm. I feel like they did that even from the very start of their relationship where she's barbecuing and he's like, let me help. And she's like, I will kill myself if you help me. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know where that came from. Okay. And then they kind of hate each other for a minute. But then by the nighttime when he has to deliver the watch, they get cool with each other again. And it's very sweet. It's a very sweet little roller coaster where their things are tense and then they're fine and then they're jokey and then they're awkward and then they're it's always it's building a lot of chemistry and I like it. Yes, it's so good. It's so sweet. So good. Uh there is one other thing that I really want to talk about and it won't take long. And then from there It's weird because I feel like we've talked for a long time, but I still feel like there's so much to talk about. Right. But, um, so we can take it wherever we want from there. But there is one very important thing I want to talk about, and it is how cute are her parents? So cute! The cutest. Oh my god, I love them so much. Her whole family, I really like her sister as well, but her parents are, (laughs) I, I just love them. 
Her dad just inviting himself to Palm Springs. <laughs> He's just going on sabbatical with her. I'll go with you. And she's like, what? And the mom's like, we will both go with you. And the dad's like, if that's too much, though, I can just go. It can just be <laughs> me and you and golf. You meet golf and not mom if that's too much. But not mom, if that's too much. If that's too, is that too much? <laughs> but you and me and golf. No, you don't have to go with me, but I will for you and Cole. <laughs> so cute. Oh my god. Just take him with you. Just take him with you. Just take him with you. He seems like a delight. I would hang out with that dad all day. All day. Okay. It seems like maybe your sister lives at home, and I get that. I get why she does. Your parents are dope. <laughs> I love it. I love them so much. Wholesome. Wholesome. Oh. <laughs> um, okay. That was faster than I thought. And I thought I would come up with more stuff to say. It's like we could talk about the third couple, but I don't really want to. Yeah. I mean, we kind of... The third couple being the restaurant owner and Juhi, or... Cause no. We, oh, we could we talk did, about them again if we want. <laughs> yeah. Because we did... It wasn't so much talking about their relationship as roasting Jin Suk because he sucks, but I feel like <laughs> Nuff said, you know? Uh, maybe yeah. we didn't talk enough about Chong Young because of it. Yeah, I guess that's what it feels like, is that we haven't touched on her character at all. But we haven't Which, gotten much from her. Yeah, yeah. Aside from that relationship and how defining and that death. was for her, yeah. How like unfortunately defining both of those <laughs> yeah. two things are. We like we don't know what she does for a living. It's very vague. Uh, I think she coaches actors. I think she is like a she's working an with coach. Yeah, I think she's an acting coach because she was trying to go into acting and it didn't work out. And Jin Suk works at a like a agency he manages actors and i think that's why he asked her if she was still going to be working with the clients that he works with or whatever yeah as a coach i'm guessing but it I was guess. it wasn't explicitly said and we spent maybe the least amount of time of of all of the people we know we spent plenty of time at work with the other two and yeah. only a quick scene really at work where she was actually doing the job versus she's in her office a lot when Jin Sok shows up, but... She sleeps a lot. She is in her office a lot. And I guess that's just the thing. I'm like, I don't know how much acting coaches make. It seems like she has a huge office space and a lot of very expensive equipment and I think just that poor person part of my brain kicks in and is like, what does she do, though? What does she do that makes a million dollars a day? Because that's wild, but good for her. She's doing it. <laughs> yeah, apparently she's very good at it, but nobody talks about it. And that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, shoot, there was something I just thought of and then immediately lost that was related to what she does and what she was up to. It's gone. It's fine. Okay. We can just say she's my style icon and don't be surprised if by the beginning or middle of next year I look exactly like her. Like a twin. <laughs> just a twin. I am her now. I am her now. <laughs> okay. 
Nobody be surprised. Nobody act weird about it. <laughs> Everyone I want be her cool. Quilts. I want her haircut. I want her cute little face. Make it happen. Same. It's and by same I mean I've we all know who I've done that with. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been here this long. But if this is your first episode of Play on K, uh, it's a well-known fact that I, if I could look like Kim Go-un, I would look like Kim Go-un. <laughs> <laughs> but you actually picked someone with a similar face shape. I picked someone with no similar features. I was just like, I'll pick her. She's it. <laughs> Similarly beautiful. I don't want to make it weird. I just think you're so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. I think you're so pretty, too. You look thank like Kim Cohen. <gasps> That's the <gasps> nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Then we can end there. That's a nice place to end. Yep. Uh, if you guys have any thoughts, feelings, or words of encouragement... Compliments, just if you want to hype us up as we angle to cut our hair exactly like whatever K drama <laughs> that we're currently watching, you can email us to do that at plankpodcast at gmail.com. You can leave comments on our episodes. You can do that on our website, plankay.com. That's where you can also sign up for our newsletter as well as find links to our affiliates if you want to, I don't know, get, you, get your life together, just like we did. You do a Skillshare to get some more skills. You could do Blueberry Podcast Hosting, use our link to start your own podcast, and then let us know what podcast you start. And NordVPN, my personal favorite, because I've used it for years and years and years to protect my online presence and access k-dramas which are not licensed to my region and of course you can find a link to our patreon on our website so check that all out playonk.com yeah and then on our patreon uh there's a direct link have we talked about the direct link yet to patreon hmm? i don't know the direct uh, link what do you mean uh just that it's patreon.com slash playonk also if oh, you want to go yes. there and there's there's stuff there there's monetary support that can be given for some stuff anyone who's already doing that we really appreciate it, it helps us keep the lights on if anyone felt like doing that we really appreciate it it helps us keep the lights on yeah you can find us on Instagram at PlayOnK Podcast or on Twitter at PlayOnK or I'm on TikTok and Hive at PlayOnK underscore Emily. Yeah, and then uh, we, I always like to just shout out the absolutely freest way to help us out by giving us a five star uh, rating and review wherever you listen to us. So wherever you are hearing this audio right now, uh, usually those have a place to rate review subscribe and anything that you do there helps other k-drama podcast listeners find us yeah i think that's everything yeah so thank you so much for listening and join us next week for the next two episodes of 39 k-bye k-bye bye-bye